Another installment of the Bench Mob BNT Pod, the podcast where no topic is off limits. And we got something here for everybody. We got the big three here tonight. Unfortunately, the fourth member is out. He's on a um, injury reserve right now. He'll be back probably next week. Where you know we got to see timetable what the doctors are saying. But we have. The squad here, Miles, smooth handed operator, Davenport. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, yo. We got the late night show. Still no Heineken, but you know, we'll save that for, for the in person. <laughs> and of course, Greg, the hot takes the beach and mother Heineken sends me here. How are you doing tonight? Heineken. <laughs> Yo, I'm good, bro. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get the Heineken. I, I pay up on my debt, so we'll, I'll drink the Heineken. It's just it's a matter of when, not if. But next time we're in person, you people will get to see that. Man, so we got to recap week two of uh, the NFL, look ahead to week three. But, of course, we got to start off with the thriller in Baltimore. Ravens pull out the win, 36-35. Had the Omar whistle before the game. You had Ray Lewis coming out, do the dance. What was y'all takes from this game? And if I remember correctly, none of us thought they were going to actually win this game. Is this that type of season-defining win for the Baltimore Ravens? I feel like they should thank Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for, you know, gift-wrapping that game for them, but... At the same time, they played – it was a good game. Like, for them to be neck and neck with the, the Chiefs, I didn't expect that. I thought they'd lose by at least, like, 10 points. But, I mean, Lamar, for whatever you want to say about him, he's a competitor. I mean, he's not the best quarterback out there, but he just does things that help his team win. And, I mean, that, that was the gutsiest call of the season, that fourth and one call, which, I mean – I knew they were going to go for it once it was fourth and one because I'm like, they got two running backs in the backfield every play. So why not? Why not give it to your best player and let him run it in? But um, I think, yeah, this this is a momentum-changing game for them. Like, they could have gone down 0-2. And, and, I mean, sometimes it's tough for teams to overcome that. And with all the injuries that they've faced already, they needed this win. And – Lamar needed this win more, most of all. I mean, going against Mahomes, he'd never beaten him before. I feel like this will give him that confidence boost, and we'll see him take off after this game. Greg, is this our era of Peyton and Tom Brady? I mean, it's a way cooler version of that. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's a way cooler version. <laughs> of Peyton versus um, Tom. Yeah, I mean, we can make that comparison for sure. I, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the most gifted quarterback that's ever played football. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody like him. And the, the, the next closest thing to him is Aaron Rodgers that I've ever seen in terms of being that gifted, that talented. Um, and then Lamar, is he's probably in the – he's in the conversation too. He's a he's an amazing player. He's, he's a guy who runs like a running back with the ball. He – I mean, he had a run in that game where he ran in between tackles and was like juking in between guys, making guys miss. He, he's phenomenal. And it's, it's casual. Like it, the, the fact that I can say that happened and people wouldn't know what I'm talking about because he does it all, he does it all the time. Like you don't even, 
you don't even know the difference. He does it all the time. All of his runs look like that. So it's not that remarkable to people anymore, but it still is. Um, there, are, there are wide receivers that don't run the ball with the ball as well as Lamar does. So it, it's special. That, that's, that's a big psychological one for him because he never beat them before. I'm not mad I chose the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs were supposed to win that game. <laughs> they were supposed to win that game. They made it look easy in the, in the first half. I almost turned the game off early on um, just because just the way the, the Chiefs are doing what the Chiefs do, does. That's what they did. And, um, you know, I thought they did a good job covering Tariq Hill. You know, they, they, there were some good things that I, they, I took away from that game. Um, they had a guy named Averitt, I think his name is, covering Tariq Hill. Did a really good job. So we'll see. No one man can cover Tariq Hill too long, and they're going to meet up again, I'm sure, if, you know, the Ravens are fortunate enough to get there. But they're still a really good football team. Even with the injuries that are running backs, Latavius Murray's a really good replacement. They're just fine on the cheap. The guy can still run the ball, you know, and they have a great offensive line. Um, and and <laughs> Lamar's jump pass is incredible. And I don't know why he's flipping in the end zones before he signs a contract. I don't know what that's about, but he's negotiating his own contract. That was stupid. I think he actually missed practice this week with a sore hip, too, from the flip. <laughs> so that wasn't that wasn't smart. And hopefully he's more careful because his, his legs are everything here. The, he still doesn't throw the greatest the, the greatest ball outside the numbers. He's I mean, and, and I think in the playoffs, that's where it could hurt them. It's, it's just he's so electric with his feet, but he's got to throw a better ball in the outside the numbers. And he just doesn't do it that well. He throws inside the numbers great. Inside the hashes, he's amazing, but it's just outside the numbers, he's not the most accurate with that deep ball. So we'll see. Yeah, he's listed as questionable, and I need him to play. I'm actually playing Miles this week in fantasy, so I can't have Lamar be out. I, I think he's going to play. McCaffrey got injured in between. Like, <laughs> that cut me off short already right there. McCaffrey only gave me six points, got injured. Hopefully he's good, but, like, come on, bro. Yeah. I'm 2-0 right now in fantasy. I need this to keep going. Right? <laughs> McCaffrey's injury sucks. I, I, I think he'll play. I, I, think, I don't think it was that serious of an injury, but it was – you could see, like, he landed right on the hip. I'm like, man, that's a dangerous – just run into the end zone, bro. You are – you are you should bubble wrap yourself. He shouldn't even be playing without a contract. He, he shouldn't even be out here. That's the reality of it. He's, he's one of those guys that's loyal to a fault. He should, he should be loyal to himself. He shouldn't be out there. Lamar should not be playing. He should hire an agent first thing he can, but it's it's crazy. I love the fourth and one call too. That was that was great. Yeah, it's a new era in football. I got, I got the stupid Giants kicking the ball away in in, a, in opponent's territory on fourth down while all the teams are going for it. You don't give the ball back to teams, man. You know what? Let me not even start. You don't get the teams are too good and kickers are too good. They would have lost. They were they were guaranteed to lose the game if they get if they keep the ball away on fourth and one. There, they had to go for it in their own territory. That's guts, man. But that's that's where football's headed. Guys are too good now. Yeah, back to what I was saying before we go to the next game. I think that comparison is accurate in this regard. Not talent-wise, because obviously Lamar Jackson is way more elusive than a Peyton Manny was, but I think he'll have very good regular seasons and struggle in playoffs like Peyton did while Tom Brady, compared to Mahomes, Mahomes will have all of the playoff success, the championships. One, just off the strength that they have a better squad anyhow. So I think it'll be the same type of thing where you see Mahomes constantly winning, always going deep playoff runs. Lamar, great regular seasons, and the team just isn't as good enough to get there. So I think that's so what- different. It, Lamar, Lamar and Peyton are just so different. Like I, it, It's hard for me to make the comparison. Because Peyton was just a he's a he was a pure quarterback, you know he was made all the reads, made all he was literally running the offense with the, back with the Colts and even in Denver like throwing for fifty touchdowns. It, it, it's tough to, but I do agree. I think that the similarity is there. And Lamar has struggled in the playoffs. There's no way around it, and for obvious reasons, it's much different than the reasons why Peyton struggled. But it is a fair comparison for sure. I, I can definitely see that. Although Mahomes still has to do with Brady, unfortunately. Titans, Seahawks. We mentioned this as another game where we thought, hey, both of these teams, Titans, Ravens, might be going down 0-2. Both actually come out with the win. Titans win 33-30 in OT. King Henry goes bananas. 182 yards rushing, three touchdowns on 35 carries. What was your takeaways from this Titan win? Bound to happen. It was Derrick Henry was bound to go off. That's 
It was it was locked after the last performance. We knew he was going to get off, and that offensive line was bound to play better too. It was an outlier game for them, so I'm not surprised. The defense gave up a lot of points, but they gave it up to, to Russell Wilson, so it's understandable. Um, and maybe that defense is never going to be what I thought it could be this year, but it's early, and those were only two games in. It's a 17 game season, so it's just hard to say. But I I, I was impressed with with Derrick Henry. <laughs> it's hard not to be. He's a, he's a force. He's a force. And then, you know, you look at the Seattle, they have the same issues they've always had. They're just not that deep. They're an injury away. They remind me of the Packers so much. The Packers in Seattle are so similar. They're both injuries, just an injury away from one of their starters. And then everything kind of falls apart because they're just, they're just not deep. And Russell Wilson takes up too much of their cap. He just does. You know, it, it's wild. But I, an impressive one for, for the Titans, for sure. They needed it desperately. They couldn't go down 0-2. I want to mention, too, to look out for the Titan game. Uh, they might have been able to pull out. It might have been, you know, a bigger win. Maybe OT wouldn't have been needed if their wide receivers didn't have so many drops. They had seven drops. A.J. Brown led the team with four drops alone. Which is weird for yeah. him. He said he said his mom told me when to caught COVID that day. <laughs> <laughs> but that was another game where the, the Seahawks choked. Because they had a, a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, if you think when does Russell Wilson blow leads like this? So, I mean, it's going to come to a head at some point where it's, done it's, it's, done not, it's not working. Like they it's paid Jamal, which is cool, but y'all didn't need a, a safety. Nope. Y'all need to block for Russell Wilson. And this could be the last go round with Russell Wilson. Because him, Rodgers, they could all be on the move next offseason. We'll see. I know one team in, in New York that has the assets to go get them, too. Should have come and, to that. And Pete Carroll was so critical. He had some comments after the game about Russell Wilson. Like, he didn't – he could have helped us out in, in overtime, you know, move the ball a little bit. And I'm just like, yeah, this this doesn't seem right. It seems a little toxic over here in Seattle. Like, I feel like – It's running its course. Ever since that Super Bowl where they made that awful call, things have just been just – on a downward spiral and they're going to lose one of the best quarterbacks of their generation of our generation because they're just dumb <laughs> they're just dumb in seattle that's it yeah i mean this goes to what we talked about on almost every episode man the coaches of course you got to have a certain level of pride a certain level of ego and bravado i guess in that business but that call in the Super Bowl was a, a Pete Carroll call. That was his ego. Same thing we mentioned, you know, reports came out how Belichick was cheating Tom Brady his last year or so in New England. Hey, I think we saw, you know, with the last dance, the coaches need the players and the players need the coaches. Neither can be too high. Neither can be too much on their, you know, their high horse, at least not in eSports. So, as Miles just alluded to, the stupid brand coaching and organization where you're about to lose a one-in-a-lifetime talent in Seattle. And Seattle hasn't always been a team that was actually relevant. So, if they don't do stuff to fix this, like, immediately, Seattle be right back in the bottom talking about four, five wins, six wins on a year, hoping to see Marshawn Lynch come through the door with some Skittles and have a nice playoff run. That's, that's essentially where it's going with them. You talk about another team where some issues with how it ran. We got to talk about it. Giants <laughs> lose 29 to three. You said if they didn't win, this was a must-win game. It's the end of the season. Are you still of the belief that the season is over for the Giants? Not. I have to move to that. What is it? Five straight seasons where you start zero two. I think this. I do think the season's over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick to what I said, and I hope this ends up on freezing cold takes because, I mean, <laughs> the Giants have the Falcons this weekend, and it's a game they should win by two scores. The Falcons are, don't even have their starting corner. Their best corner's out. They did Torelli's out. They don't have one of their wide receivers. He's out too. It's a game the Giants should win, but I can't. I can't go on a limb and think they're going to win it. 
like not with the way they've played the last couple of years. And I mean, they lost the game on they lost the game last Thursday. They shouldn't have lost. That is that simple. They lost the game. They shouldn't have lost. They, they were supposed to win that game. They outplayed Washington for most of that game and lost it. So it, it's tough. I, I think the Giants are a lot better than what they look like. I think the defense is better than what it looks like. Their, their coach, the coaching has been horrible. I don't know why they're playing their corners so far off. You paid your corners. You gave each corner a bag individually, and they're both very good players. Dory Jackson's been good in, good, good in coverage, I feel like, but they're not playing nearly enough press, man. I don't know why. They're not being aggressive on either side of the ball. Joe Judge is putting the ball away when he's in the, when he's in the opponent's territory. I mean, most opportunities. And then you get the interception late in that game by Bradbury. The second, it's a breath of life. You can win the game. You, you, you do two run plays, a pass play that has no chance, and you lose. And you wasted Daniel Jones' best game ever as a pro. And he's had games where he's thrown four touchdowns with no picks. This was his best game as a pro, in my opinion, because the defense he was playing against, primetime game. Um, and then his, this is damn he did with his legs. Yo, yo, Daniel Jones showed what, I, what I've always said about him. I think he can be a very good quarterback in the NFL. I really do. I, there, was, there was a time where Matt Ryan was a top-10 quarterback. I saw a list last week where Kirk Cousins was listed as the seventh-best quarterback in football. Kirk Cousins, Okay. Maybe people are drunk. I get it. But at the end of the day, I do think that guy can be a very good quarterback in this league. I really do. I really, really believe that. And I got text messages from people like, oh, oh I, I see. I see what you're saying about Daniel Jones. It makes sense now. Yeah. I don't just talk. I don't come on here to talk. Like, I really know what I'm talking about. Like, he really is a good player. But the organization has just been in shambles. I don't know what to say. I mean, Jason Garrett's offense, like, he called his best game he's ever called since coming here. And there are still flaws. They don't, they don't take advantage of every part of the field. They don't stretch the field. It, it's ridiculous. Kadarius Tony's not not getting not getting touches, which makes no sense. You wait, then why'd you pick him? Like, what? Just just pick Rashawn Slater. Just you know what? I think why'd you pick him? I know we traded back. I get it. Just just make just do something else. Don't don't make that move. We're gonna let this kid sit on the sideline and not get the ball. And he's electric with the ball in his hands. Like, go watch Kadarius Tony film. He, when he has the ball in his hands, he makes people miss. He's really good. So, I don't know, man. I, I think the Giants are going to win games this year. My fear is that they win games too late, like they have the last couple of years. And honestly, I don't think Joe Judge is safe. I think if they lose this weekend and go 0-3, I think the season's already over. I, I'm, I, I, my, where I'm at now as a Giants fan, and I think Giants fans should get here, just can Daniel Jones establish himself? Just can he, can he prove that he's the quarterback? I think he is a franchise quarterback. I think he can be one. I really do. So can you prove that? Cool. If he does that, then I think Giants are straight. And I know Stung Shepard be a pro bowler. Two two wishes. The offensive line, Andrew Thomas come along. That's it. If those three things happen, I feel real good about where they can go in the future. They have that Bears pick. They have their own first round pick. They have assets to make moves in the future. But um, no, nah, I think that's that's kind of why I sit with it, man. Like, I, I I just those are my hopes for the season. I think they are going to win games. If they lose this Sunday, then I I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's people are going to get fired. I don't think people understand. I I really Dave Gettleman's gone. He may be gone anyways, even without this loss. Yeah. And Joe Judge could legitimately get fired because if you fire your GM, you're, the, the GM that comes in wants to bring in their own people. So Joe Judge could get fired. Like it's it's very much within the realm of possibility. And then. Even if Daniel Jones plays great, he may not be here because that's not the GM's QB. You just don't know what's going to happen. There's too much uncertainty. I was saying for the longest time the Giants had to win eight to ten games, not only because they have the talent to do it, but because of what's at stake. And you're seeing it play out now. <laughs> Joe Judge is talking about how disciplined he wants his teams to be, and you have a guy jump off sides, and that's how you lose game. Or on a on a field goal attempt, the guy misses. You were gifted to win twice. The Bradbury pick, you were too conservative. You took a field goal, idiots. And then you get your De Dexter Lawrence jumps off sides on a field goal they would have missed anyways, and you would have won, idiots. It's just, you just can't catch a break. Kenny Gaudi's young, got Jason Garrett on the sidelines. He's not getting the ball. The only good things about this team right now, Daniel Jones, Stone Shepard, and Andrew Thomas. Like, right now. The defense, I think, will play better. I do think they're going to win some games. I think they'll win about seven games this year. I think that's what it will sit at. Um, worst case scenario, I do think they'll win seven, but um, it, it, it's maybe too little too late. Giants fans are <laughs> it's done up out here for us. So I, no, one, no one feels good about this team right now. I, I don't know anyone who does. I don't have an optimistic outlook for anybody. There's no reason to.
But the Giants, I still feel like the Giants have a wild card in their back pocket with like Saquon coming back from an injury. So if he can take off, which I think this is a good get right game for him against the Falcons, that takes a little pressure off of Daniel Jones, which, you know, opens things up for the offense. But he's got to, you know, trust his knee right now. And I mean, it looked like he was he was getting there in that uh, Redskins in the Washington football team game where he had that 40 yard run and I'm like, okay, looks like he's, he's getting back there, but he's still running too tentatively. So maybe this 10 day layoff before the Falcons game helped him, you know, get back to being who he is. I hope so. You, you, they use, they, they use, they, they use Saquon as more of a the decoy in this game with the, with the, with the RPOs and the read options for Daniel Jones. And it was, it was working. Daniel Jones is legit, legit. He's like legitimate. He's run from the cops fast. Like he's fast. <laughs> like he's fast. Like I didn't think he was that fast. He's actually fast for real. Like he's faster than I thought he was. And he throws a damn good deep ball. Like you gotta utilize those two things. Slayton dropped the ball, hit him right in his hand. Yeah, did Daniel Jones? Could Daniel Jones put a little more air onto that ball? Yes. But with a guy barreling down on him, it's about as good as throw you're gonna get. Got die for that ball, Slayton. It, it, you just do. They just do things to lose games. They just do things to lose games. But I, I think. I, I think they'll win this weekend. I know we're not in the predictions part. I do think they'll win, but I don't expect much. I, if they lost, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm dead inside. That's the best way to put it. I'm dead inside. <laughs> Transition to cap or facts. Cap or facts. Y'all already know how this goes. Odell gets 100 yards this week. Cap or facts? Cap. Yeah, I got to go cap too. I mean, because you don't know. You might not even play – that many snaps coming off yeah. the injury. If well, Jarvis isn't there, though. Two weeks. No Jarvis this week. And no Jarvis isn't there, though. Yeah, yeah but what Baker, do you think? Baker wasn't doing much with him to begin with, so we still got to see that chemistry build. It's going to be interesting. He kind of has – he kind of is forced – I mean, he has other options, but you would think he'd throw the ball more often without Jarvis being there. I hope he does. And it's Houston. And it's – oh, it's Houston. Man, I don't know. Like, he might get oh, off. It's not, it's not Houston. Uh, who is it? No, it's the Bears. It's the Bears, yeah. Oh, uh, he's not getting <laughs> I don't know, bro. I might get crazy. No one can cover Odell. No one can cover him one-on-one, but they're going to bracket him. Even coming off an ACL, they're going to bra- They're gonna. They're going to double cover. They're going to take him out. They're going to try to take him out of the game. I don't. They're gonna, you got to respect greatness when you see it. Damn. I think, you know, I think he'll get the opportunities, though, to get to the 100. You got Justin Fields starting this week against a pretty solid Browns defense. They're going to run the ball, so they're probably going to get the ball back, getting more opportunities. Justin Fields, we all believe, is a good quarterback. I don't think he gets loose this week, though. That's a that's a tough first start. That's a tough first start, and it's not like your team is good, though. You're the glimpse of hope, but the rest of the team is – Find Allen, find Allen Robinson early and often if you're Justin Fields and do a lot of RPO and get him out there and run. They, it's a big, strong guy. But I, I, it's so crazy. The Odell, the Odell trade really didn't work out on both ends, in my opinion. Now I look back at it, Odell really, it, it, just, it just worked in New York. It just worked. From a football perspective, like he was his best here. I mean, he was getting the ball. I know you play with a, with a seasoned Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> Who's gonna who's gonna be getting honored this weekend? Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Oh but man. he did. You play with a season Hall of Fame quarterback, it worked in his favor. Eli, Eli knew where to give him the ball. Say you say what you want about Eli. He knew how to give him the ball, and he yeah. damn sure knew how to beat Tom Brady. Whenever. Oh, you fit that smoke whenever. No, you know he had to fit that one in there. All Giants well, it's fans. Facts. It's facts. I, I, you know, you think about how many fans get to see two Super Bowls in their lifetime. Not many. Now, it's not many football fans that get to do that. It's a blessing. You think about it. Unless you're the Patriots. Unless you're the Patriots and you see a billion of them. That's fine. You know, they, they were cheating on their way, too. Capper facts. Kendrick Perkins said, Draymond Green and Ben Simmons are basically almost the same player. Ben Simmons is a more athletic version of Draymond. Cap or facts. Uh, cap. Say cap. Cap. What? Why are you saying? Am I, why, why are you saying cap? I know why I'm saying cap. 
I mean, because, I mean, Draymond just does way more to affect the game. He doesn't shoot as much as you'd want him to. And that's where they're similar. They they both don't shoot. But Draymond's just a little smarter between the between the head, the ears. So I don't know. I don't think you could switch places with them and you'd have the same result. I don't oh, think so. Hell so, no. Yeah. Yo, they, they, so it's kind Draymond's of like a, a winner. Kind of like a slap in the face for Draymond because it's like he's done way – Way too much in his career to be, you know, downgraded to being less than Ben Simmons. So that's what I. Yeah, <laughs> or on the same, I agree. Or on the same level, they are they yeah. are not on the same level. It's, that's two different tiers right there. Two different. Tiers. This? Like now, you, you, Draymond's a winner. Draymond's a winner. He, he the intangible separate them. It's really Kendrick goes on TV and says lazy stuff all the time. And that's just one of those another example Z of him saying something incredibly lazy on TV just because they they play. First of all, Draymond plays point four. They the, the 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 Sixers are trying to have Ben be an actual point guard, pure point. That was part of what was wrong with the situation. Then he's not a pure point because he doesn't he doesn't take free throws. He can't make free throws. He doesn't he doesn't want to take free throws, and he he can't make a three. He doesn't even threaten the perimeter. He's not an NBA point guard. He can't be. So that's part of the problem. And then also, Draymond sets is the best screen setter in basketball, which is essentially like getting an assist now, especially playing with the Warriors. Like he just does so much. I tell people all the time, and I, <laughs> without Draymond, Steph is not the same player. I will I will say that till the end of time. It, if if they let Draymond walk, that team is totally different. They're not nearly as scary. They're not. They're really not. They're not even the same team. It's it's totally different. They need Draymond. He's the heart and soul of the Warriors. He's he's their most important asset. He truly is. Everything works because of him. That that's he's a winner. That's what he does. He does the stuff that you can't see. You don't see it. You know, Steph gets all the the, the fame and Clay gets all the fame for hitting threes, and they're amazing. They're all time greats. Draymond is an all time great because of the stuff you don't see. And that, that I'm so like I can't sing his praises enough. He's he's that good, and he he do this for a lot of teams. You get him with the with the. Uh, Damian Lillard out in Portland. Just watch how different things would be for him and CJ. Having having Draymond there, it would be so different. The team would be different. He's gonna challenge guys every day. It's just it's a different mentality. You know that guy's not gonna come up short because he's not working hard. Ben comes up short because he does not work hard. I've been saying it forever, and I know Noah loved to challenge me on this. He loved to challenge me on how hard Ben would work. Ben doesn't work hard. It's not, it's very easy to see that guy's not working hard. He's about all the wrong stuff. He just is. He's all flash, no actual substance. He's so talented, and it feels like he's just wasting it. But, hey, he's going to go somewhere and, and be productive. But what does that mean? He was the number one of all pick. Y'all was comparing to LeBron coming out, which is always stupid. Stop doing that, by the way. Stop comparing guys to LeBron. Don't, don't do it. It's just not, a, it's not smart, okay? You're not gonna, it's not like a Michael Jordan thing where you're going to get – see, Michael Jordan, there was a carbon copy. There was Kobe. There's never going to be a carbon copy of LeBron. There just isn't. He's, in, he's just different. So I don't want to hear that, but nah, man, um, that's a different rant. That's a whole different rant for a different day. But it's it's they're not the same. They're not the same. Draymond's a better player. Yeah, Draymond's an alpha, and Ben's a beta. That's that's it. Like one's a leader. One somehow they they managed to to last this long in the league, and it's mainly because Draymond's the heart of the team, but. I mean, Ben Simmons, we'll see. Whenever he goes, I think the Sixers will still be productive, maybe even more productive because they're not being held back by <laughs> – I don't know. By Ben Simmons, who can't shoot, won't shoot. <laughs> and won't learn to shoot. Won't even yeah. learn. It's so frustrating. Tell me what y'all think about this, though. One, on that first part, the reports are that Draymond Green's days are numbered, though, in Golden State. Do you think there is any chance in any world that Joe Lacob and the rest of the Golden State front office actually lets Draymond leave Golden State? Yeah, they're stupid like that, for sure. They, they botched the KD situation. 
it's it's their fault KD left. The, the writing was on the wall with the KD stuff. We don't got to go down all the, the the exact scenarios. But even in the championship day parade after they won, I think in 2017 or 2018, I think it was, and he says, oh, yeah, well, you know, Steph's been here from the dog days. He deserves to get paid. KD doesn't or something like that. He said something stupid like that. Bob Myers said that. They, they ruined that. They're dumb. They're going to mess this up. And it's okay because every good thing comes to an end. And if, when they let him walk, that team will not be the same. Steph needs Draymond. I'm not saying Steph won't get a bucket. I'm not saying Steph won't be the same player. It won't be phenomenal. Yes, he will. But you don't understand how much offense Draymond generates for that basketball team. If you have to, like, but the only way you know this, the only way you realize how important Draymond is, is if you actually understand basketball and watch basketball very closely. Like, you have to watch the game. You have to watch what's happening off the ball. Like, when you when Draymond passes the ball, he's he's always doing something that helps, that helps spring someone, get someone open. Like, he's always doing that. Whether it's Clay, whether it's Steph, Steph's allowed to play off ball because of him. Steph's actually not as tired because of him. Draymond plays on ball sometimes. Like, he does so much for that team. that They're, they're going to mess this up. I, I can see it because Draymond's very outspoken. And I know they're not, they're not big fans of that. I mean, Mark Jackson's gone for, the, for a similar reason. You're right. He was outspoken. I'm sure like, he was outspoken about, <laughs> about religion. But, but it's, it, you know, it's different. It, it's just, it's just, it's, they, these guys don't like that out in Golden State. They've already proven that. So I could easily see a world where Draymond's somewhere else. And, and whoever gets him is going to be lucky. Whoever gets him is going to be very lucky. They're going to get a winner. How much do y'all put, if any, do y'all put any of the culpability, the blame, the responsibility on what Ben Simmons has turned into on Philadelphia front office coaching staff since he's been there? How much do we put that on him? Or y'all saying this all on Ben? I mean, it's probably a mixture of both. Like, I feel like the team never really required him to change or evolve his game. So it's like, they were also satisfied with what he was or is, which is he's a pretty solid point guard. He has good vision and makes the right play, but offensively he leaves a lot to be desired. Like he's 6'10". He moves the way he moves. And yet, you know, in, in the most crucial moment in the playoffs, he was afraid to dunk on Trey Young. So like, I, I'm always confused with, like, where are we going with this with Ben Simmons? Like, he's they keep picking him to be an all-star every year just because he, he's averaging close to a triple-double and he's on a, a winning team. But is he really doing that much to affect the game? I mean, defensively, he is really good. But offensively, I don't know. He leaves a lot to be desired. And I hope he moves somewhere where he can grow. I mean... I don't know if it's Philly holding him back or he's holding himself back. So we'll find out in the next few seasons. But I mean. that's the thing with that too is like, is he willing to grow though? Because after the playoff game, I don't know if y'all remember that press conference. He was asked about his performance and he basically was like, So what else? What was my stat line? I had this many rebounds, this many assists. Trey Young only shot this percentage when I guarded him. Oh, okay. This that's is, response. This, yeah, and that's and that's that's the Sixers' fault because the Sixers were going on this tour. They were on a tour last year, middle of last year, and even the year even the year before that, where they would say, you know, and, and you know what? Since he's gotten there, they've always been like, because Ben's weaknesses have always been very clear. He, he just didn't shoot. He just does not shoot. Doesn't want to shoot. Doesn't shoot free throws well. He has no interest in shooting and no interest in getting better at it. Honestly, he doesn't care. Like, that's, that's, that's part of the problem. But they were on this tour talking about, hey, well, what does Ben do? What does he do? It was this what does Ben do tour. The leader of that is Noah. I, I think the Sixers employ him. Honestly, they were, they were, they, he, they literally were out here just going, what does he do? Oh, he does this. He rebounds. He defends. He, he, he dives on the floor for loose balls. Well, if I couldn't shoot, I'd do all the same things. Yo, Tony and I were playing uh, uh, at an open run last weekend. And my, my, I didn't feel my shot. So I was running back on three-on-ones, getting in the mix, diving on the floor for loose balls. And I damn near died of exhaustion. But that's because I wasn't – if I was shooting that thing, 
I'm not playing defense for what? <laughs> in all serious, in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, like they really, they really did enable him. It was like a child, like a toddler. Like they treated him like a toddler for all the years he was there. So they deserve a lot of blame. It might be it I, honestly it could be 60-40 blame. 60s on Ben because Ben still Ben still controls Ben. Ben could go get a jump shot if he was if he was chasing greatness and he he thought he had a chance to be in Hall of Famer. If he wanted to be a Hall of Famer, he would have been in the lab working on that jump shot. We've seen people take their jump shots. Sean Marion was making jumps at a respectable clip and his, his shot was weird. Okay. Like there's no excuse for Ben. There's zero excuse. In high school, he was knocking out a jump shot at a respectable rate. In college, he still took jump shots. Got to the NBA, he stopped doing it. But he was he was he was dating Kendall Jenner. He was he was he was doing all this other stuff off the court. Look, man, like that stuff comes back to bite you when you don't work hard. That's the reality of it. The work is the work is the only thing that sets you free in basketball. It's a, it's that's it. it. It nothing else matters. I don't care. Like no one cares that you're six ten, light skin, and dribble, play defense. No one cares. Like if you were playing on a team that had championship expectations. And you were a big part of that. And you failed him multiple times, multiple times. So it, it is on him. And he's an idiot for coming out. And, and he's young. He's young. But that's why he just, he's just saying so stupid, like, oh, well, look what I did do. No, man, it's about what you didn't do. Because what you didn't do is put, you should have, they should have beaten the Hawks. In no world should the Hawks have beaten them. None. Zero. But that's not what happened. And also, he wasn't even guarding Trey that well in that series. Trey was running them off screens all day because he's just faster. So I don't even know what he's talking about. Like, it, he wasn't getting one-on-one isos with Trey like that because they, they knew to run him off screens. But it was just it, – it's tough. It's it's 60-40. I play, I play 60 on Ben, 40 on the Sixers because the Sixers made sure to put PR spin on his on his struggles and made sure to let everybody know, hey, well, this is what he does do. Okay, fine. So I guess what he doesn't do is going to keep on biting you guys in your rear ends until you guys finally get tired of him, and here we are. And now Doc's trying to, trying to put spin on it in the media with Stephen A., Oh, yeah, I'd love to have him back. Look, man, let him go and take what you get because you're not getting anything better. He's still okay. He's going to come back this season and still not be able to shoot. That's the problem. Okay. So until you can, until you can shoot, you're not getting CJ McConnell back from the Blazers. You're just, it's just not happening. You're not getting Anthony Edwards. You're not getting MPJ from Denver. You can ask, but it's not happening. I'm sorry. So good luck, man. It's, it's a tough situation all around. For real. For interesting because Daryl Morey is. Nah, he's not letting he's that stubborn. He's, stubborn. he's stubborn. He's something back for it. There are seven teams undefeated left. It's only week two, week three now, but going into week three, we only have seven undefeated teams. Panthers just won last night, so they're 3-0 now. We got the Rams, Bucks, Raiders, Broncos, Cardinals, 49ers. All are undefeated. Only two of these teams actually made the playoffs last season, Rams, Bucks. Which of these teams is the most shocking? And then which of these teams can actually be a playoff team that was not a playoff team last year? I feel like you'd have to say the most shocking would be the Panthers. I mean, hmm. honestly, I didn't think that. I mean, if you looked at, at the first three games, then, yeah, they played the Texans and the Jets. So the, two of those should be guaranteed. But. They also beat the Saints, who, even though they have a new quarterback, that's still a team that's been in the playoffs pretty frequently these last, like, 10 years. So I didn't think that Sam coming in there would reap immediate results. But, I mean, he showed a good chemistry with DJ Moore. They have McCaffrey, as always, but he's a little banged up right now. So they might lose the next game, but... Honestly, I, I wasn't expecting it. And I didn't think that their defense was that good. But, you know, Brian Burns, they still have Shaq Thompson, even though they lost Luke Keekley a couple years ago. This team's shown that they got grit. So I like them. Yo, <laughs> people should start listening to me about, about quarterbacks. Just start taking my word. My word is bond with quarterbacks. That's it. But I was telling Jets fans, and I was telling anybody who listened that Sam Darnold was a good player. Oh, I told God. people he can play. I, I, I was telling people from the rip, and with good coaching, he'd be fine. And with the with a system that worked to, to his strengths, he'd be a damn good quarterback. And what do we have here? We have a guy who can play. We have a guy who's making plays. We have a guy who's leading a team. And, and look, the, the, the schedules definitely help them. But the Panthers have a nice nucleus of players. I mean, 
They gave him plenty of weapons to work with there. I know he just lost McCaffrey, but they have plenty of they have plenty to work with there with Moore and Anderson. And I mean, they're they're loaded up. And and they got uh, Marshall from from LSU. They're a good team, man, and they're a good offensive unit again, and they're a great defensive unit. So yeah, that's a team that can make some noise, get to the playoffs. Their schedule is not too hard. They have Dallas coming up. Uh, with Dallas's defense, I think Sam will have his best game yet. Um, there, I think he'll get a ton of yards at the least. Um, there, and 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 I, I like Sam. I've I've always liked Sam. I've always liked him. I've never been hard on Sam. I've never said he sucked. I, I said the Jets sucked, not him. There's a distinction to make there. And, and to be honest, if I if if you know with teams with with teams and quarterbacks, it it really does matter about situation. Ryan Tannehill and down in, in Miami with Adam Gase. Adam Gase was, in, was with the Jets. Everyone who leaves Adam Gase goes and does great. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence at all. Okay, there's a common denominator there, and it's Adam Gase. So, you know, if they if, if the Jets played their cards right with Sam Donald, things could have been different, but you can should have, could have, would all day. They have Zach Wilson. He's promising to move him forward. I also think the Broncos are on the team. That 2 also 2-0 start. They're, they're going to make some noise, too. They're, they're a solid team. They have a great defense. Um, Teddy Bridgewater runs the offense to a T. He just he, it just fits. Him and Pat Shimmer do are doing great things there, and they got a bunch of offensive weapons. They got you know Sutton, and they got they got KJ Hamler, and you know Judy will get back eventually. They're a talented group. Patrick, they've had him, Tim Patrick, for a long time. They're a solid low group, so I, I like them. I like them too. Those two teams can make a lot of noise. The Raiders have no run game, so I'm still skeptical about them, even though they're two or no. I just don't. They don't run. The, the Cardinals don't run the ball. So I'm still skeptical. Say what you want. Kyle Murray's special, but you got to run the ball to where some some runs and clock out. On the flip side, we have obviously some teams that have yet to win a game. We got the Giants, the Jets, of course. Then we got the Vikings, Lions, Falcons, Jags, and Colts. Out of these seven teams, which teams need to hit that panic button? Maybe Every team but the Giants. Oh, well, the Giants. My, you, I, the Giants are going to win some games. I really believe that. I hit the panic button already. This is me. I've already hit the panic button. Every team, but the Giants, I don't necessarily think are dead. They're dead. They're they're dead to me. They're dead to the world if they lose on Sunday. They're just dead. Like this is over. If they lose on Sunday, they're finished. But the Giants and the Vikings, I think, are two teams that could make, make a little bit of a run and make things interesting. The, the, the NFC East is not going to be good again. I don't, the, the Vikings have a shot just to try to get that wild card spot. Um, every other team in there is just bad. It's just really bad. They panic. That's my thoughts. I don't know. I don't know what, you, what do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, if you start the season off 0-2, it's tough. I mean, I'm not panicking as a Jets fan because – we we're not really playing for much this year. We're we're trying. This is a development year, like rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie defensive defensive coordinator, rookie QB. Like it's a lot of things stacked against us. So might have to double down on my my six and a half wins over. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I think the Colts should be panicking because they made the playoffs last year and. They traded for a quarterback who thought they thought, you know, you bring him back with Frank Reich and he turns into MVP Carson Wentz. But I don't know. Those days might, might long be gone and they're going to end up losing a first round pick for it. Unless, you know, they start having to miss some games, then it'll only be a second round pick. But still, I don't think it's going to end up right. That team doesn't have the quarterback of the future on the the roster at all and I mean the Giants I don't know what their upcoming schedule looks like but yeah I would hit the panic button a little bit because it's like if Daniel Jones wins some games and he plays okay then you know he has a little more rope but I mean if he's playing okay and they go like three and 14 or five and 12 there's not much to be said to endorse him to come back besides you know maybe the quarterback class next year is a little weaker than this year that would be the only reason but what um, do you think about what do you think about how he played last week i thought he played really good 
But you got to understand that, I mean, if the team as a, I agree, I agree. Yeah, if the team as a whole isn't ready to win yet, then it just sets a bad precedent to pay top dollar to a quarterback when, you know, everything else on the team isn't really set in stone. Like you're paying the cornerbacks a lot of money. You're paying your tackle a lot of money. You're paying Kenny Galladay a lot of money. And he's yelling, yelling at coaches already. And it's only the second game of his contract. So that's fair. Jason Garrett sucked. Yeah. You you, you know what? I I think it's, I think out of everybody, I told you guys if if they lose a bunch of games, a lot of good people are going to get fired. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And Daniel Jones could potentially be in on the trading block. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's the most, he's the least likely person to suffer in any kind of fire. So the Giants go through. I, I really do. I, I really do. I think that he, they'll pick up the fifth year option. They won't have to pay him. They'll put off the decision for another year. Let him rock out again. I, he's played damn good football. The only quarterback with a higher uh, uh, passer rating than him is Tom Brady. That's it. The kid, the kid's playing good ball. He had the one turnover. He hasn't turned the ball. He's, he's done a good job. He's done a good job. I, I really, I, I like what he's done so far this year. I mean, you, he's in a pretty dysfunctional situation with, with Garrett and it's hard. It's hard. I, I, he's got talent. So I, I hope that he can, can play above that and play really well and close out the year, but I don't know. You're, you're not wrong. It, a lot of people could get fired, but I, I think that he's going to have a chance to make me look real good here. I told you, just trust me on quarterbacks. I, I think he's going to finish the year real strong and play have a good damn, a damn good year. I think he's throwing at least, look, they're going to get it going. I think he's going to throw 22 to 25 tuds. I think he's probably going to give you six or seven interceptions. He hasn't thrown an interception since like week six of last year. He, he doesn't throw picks like that. Now he's thrown a couple near ones this, this, in these two games, but he hasn't actually officially thrown one. He's keeping, he's taking care of the ball. We'll see, man. We'll see. Let's start talking about the Giants. But I, feel the Giants like, have a, they have a, they, I feel like he'll go to the Saints and end up being like an all pro quarterback. That's the BS, though. He's that, that he's that kind of talent. He can go to the, he can go somewhere else and be great. And that's what I'm saying. I, I just I think the Giants have to find a way to tap in and, and, and get the best out of him. And that's asking a lot out of Jason Garrett, but it needs to happen this year. Like the, the least that needs to happen. That doesn't mean you win a lot of games. I mean no one can expect the Giants to win a lot of games if you have any common sense. But the division's not good. I don't think this division's going to be very good. And I think the Giants are going to have a chance to make some noise late in the season in the division and be in it. But they're going to have to beat the Cowboys in a couple of weeks, which is a tall order. So we'll see. Transition to flag on the play, except for decline. Apple is working on technology to help diagnose depression and cognitive decline, except or decline. I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's dope, but it's, it's scary at the same time because technology is so advanced that you feel like uh, this artificial intelligence is insane. Like, so they'll be able to know if someone's, in, if someone's l- clinically losing their mind in a database, like they'll know that they'll have access to that information to medical records. That feels like a HIPAA violation to me. I mean, in a world where people won't even get vaccinated, you're going to let a, 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 a tool tell you if you, you're suffering from some kind of brain disorder. It's just, it's just wild to me. But I guess I have to go, to go there with the vaccine. We, you, you, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me how many anti-vaxxers you think listen to the podcast? <laughs> I know of two definitely that do. Yo, they about to get Wiggins. <laughs> At first, when I read it, I was like, yo, that's dope. But then I really thought about the privacy aspect of it, though. You're going to basically give access to Apple through your watch, through your phone, them tracking how you text. <laughs> the technology you're thinking about doing is like basically tracking like how you text, how fast you're texting, how many errors you have in your text messages. Um how long your phone calls are and stuff like that, which they already know, obviously. But to then use that information, you don't think down the line, like if it actually comes into fruition, you don't think jobs will want to have that information? It's just too far. It's too far. Sports, you don't think we want to have that information before I give you a big contract? Has he been going, has he been going through depression lately? Is he on a mental decline right now? 
you don't Systems think, you feel me? Like they're working on the technology. They're actually going through it. it was with UCLA. They're going through tests and trials with like, I think up to 3000 patients there, you know, checking this stuff out. I just can't see this actually ending up on an Apple, on an iPhone or an iWatch. It might hit the market. Crazy things have happened. Yeah. It, yeah, crazy things happened. Like now we could FaceTime stupid Android people. <laughs> See, that's that's one of the better things they've done. I feel like this that's that's fine, but still talking about you know medical records and getting into what people's medical situations are. That that's that's a slippery slope. I, no, don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like the face. That's a slippery slope. I don't like the FaceTime. Y'all go on WhatsApp. Go use WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna use Uvu? Yeah, like this is <laughs> this is where this is one of the things that just puts iPhone above Android users, and now you're allowing them to do so. Nah, let them go use. Let them go download something to go FaceTime somebody. It's trash. <laughs> Next flag on the play. Referee, a whole referee crew got locked in a locker room with the vending machine blocking the door after the game over a controversial call, accept or decline. Hey, well, sometimes, sometimes they deserve that type of job, bro. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> sometimes some of these calls they make are so bad, I don't even know. They got to be, be some kind of ju- justice served. They ain't kill them. Nah, that's just wild though. You that's lock- wild. <laughs> High school game, you gonna lock them into the locker room and use a uh, vending machine. It would happen in high school. I knew it. I knew it. That's wild, bro. Over a call, I get it. We've all played sports, but nah, I don't think I can go through that. I would never do it. I would never do it. I'm just saying, like, I can see the frustration. There's some calls have been made this NFL season. Some of these taunting calls should get guys locked in rooms. They need to get rid of that, bro. They need to just get rid of that. This like, I, I just got, I just got Madden, right? I'm playing Madden. You could celebrate in Madden, but you can't celebrate in real life. How? What you got, does that make? You got 22? Yeah. How is it? Y'all got y'all got concerns when we do the tournament. Y'all all getting smoked. Well, that's not what I asked. That's not true. But I'll tell, tell you who's gonna get smoked. The, the, the person who won't who get off the sticks first is Chris. I just oh. know you about to get smoked. Hands down, no matter what game we play, we could put Monopoly on PlayStation and he's he'll get Chris beat. getting smoked. <laughs> getting smoked first. Matt, I love Madden, bro. Yo, I'm about to get 22. I got I gotta make that purchase. I might even do it tomorrow, to be honest. I just need it. Get with it. Next one. Flag on the play. Jasmine Clifford. It's funny you mentioned that, too. Jasmine Clifford provided fake vaccination cards to NFL players. Accept or decline. So dumb. That's so dumb. Is it That's a major going to do their due diligence and, and check to see, is this fake? Is this real? Because I mean, why? Why fake it? Why fake it and then put other people at risk? So I think the it's, thing that's too, this just shows to me how the NFL really, this is for, you know, saving face. Because she got caught for this a little while ago, maybe a month or two ago. And, you know, more information is coming out. And you're telling me the NFL, this conglomerate, they're not able to decipher a fake and a real vaccination card? I think they really don't care. We just have to put this up. And we've seen the NFL do stuff like this all the time. They don't care, really. They just want the product on the field. They don't care if you're vaccinated, really. The fact that they're getting fake vaccination cards off on these teams, these owners do not really care if you're vaccinated. No. You able to play? 
we're gonna give you a shot. We're gonna give you some cortisone. Drink a drink a pint of henny before the game. We don't long as you on the field. That's what I think it says. Like, whatever. She got caught. Cool. You made this money. Oh well, you got caught. You should have did a better job. Bigger story, NFL. How you got how is how is it even working? How? How are they vaccination cards? Y'all don't care. It's not advanced enough. It's not advanced enough. Your, your vaccine card is too simple. It's, it's easy enough to be faked. It's easy enough to be faked. That's the reality of it. I think it's just, it's it, it's not, I don't think, I don't think when they started doing the vaccine cards and started getting out the vaccines to the public, they thought nearly hard enough about how many people were going to try to fake it because people have vaccine fears as it was before this and it's just 10 times worse. It's just heightened. So, I, I, I've been saying for a long time, I thought this thing was going to go way past. I think it is still. I think that you're going to get to a point where you have a mark on your license that shows us that you were vaccinated. Like, a, like one of those, like, I don't know if you guys ever seen like the hologram, like marker on, on there where you can kind of, you see the stamp on there. It, you're going to see something like that start to come out because they're getting real serious about this. I mean, in New York, they uh, they just made that roll out a new rule where teachers have to be vaccinated or they're going to be put on leave. It's one or the other. And every teacher, almost like thousands of teachers were filing for the religious um exemption right and they never filed for religious exemption ever before in their lives ever so of course they're all getting turned down by the by the boatload just like andrew wiggins was turned down for the same thing he filed for religious exemption like it it's crazy it's crazy the length people are going to to not get vaccinated and it's crazy the lengths they're going to in terms of like what they're willing to give up by not getting vaccinated like what are you willing to give up some people are willing to give up their livelihoods for this to not get vaccinated it's wild, man. It's it's a it's a crazy, crazy time. It really is. Well, do you think Kyrie's gonna get vaccinated? I, I <laughs> that's 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 yo that he's he I think he was he might be the only player on the Nets that's not vaccinated from what I was hearing. But I I, I don't there's no way to tell you what the hell he's gonna do. I have no idea. I hope he does. I I, I think he will. I think he will. At the end of the day, I really believe he will. But it's legit. It's fair to to, to ask the question. I have no idea. I'll tell you one thing. He's going nowhere. He's going to be a net. Okay? He's going to be a net. Get vaccinated, he's going to be a net. I don't think they're trading him for Ben Simmons. Stephen A. God damn, people are not listening to that guy for real. For real, yo. There's some key big uh, week three matchups. Bengals at Pittsburgh. Joe Burrow, um, he's not on the show to defend it, but Joe Burrow has been sacked nine times through two games. Mm. Bengals haven't won at Heinz Field since, wait for it, 2015. What's y'all picks for this game? I got Steelers winning 21-17. Steelers don't look that hot themselves, but they'll win this game, 21-17. I think so, too. P- Penny Sewell hasn't given up a sack since, like, his junior year of college, by the way. And he's looked good since he's gotten to the NFL. It's worth mentioning. So, there's that. And Rashawn Slater's looked amazing. So there's that too. They had options. They could have fixed their offensive line. They chose not to. So here we are. They chose to go flash over substance. Stupid. But yeah, I think the Steelers will win. Steelers, Steelers are a veteran team. They're going to win games like this. They're going to have a hard time with really good teams because Ben is washed. And, and that's the problem with that team. Ben's washed and they don't run the ball well. The offensive line is not good. Um, not, not good in running, run blocking anyway. So they're struggling there, but I think they're going to win this game. I, I think they're hearing the noise, and Mike Tomlin, after a loss, is usually pretty good for a dub. He's a Hall of Fame coach, so I, I'll go. I'll go. I, I think twenty-one seventeen is a fair, fair number. I ain't got to give you a score because I ain't, I ain't really a betting man. I will let Miles do that, but I think the the Steelers will win. I don't know. Like T.J. Watt might not play. Uh, that's a big factor in there. Um, I'm actually going to go with the underdog. I'm going to take the Bengals. They let you down last week, by the way. Or the week before, you you chose them to let you down. The week it was last week. Hey, yo. Okay, they did, but I believe there's a bounce back coming. And as many upsets as we've seen, this wouldn't be a far fetched game for them to beat them. I mean, in division, yeah. Yes, in division, Joe Burrow's the better quarterback. They got the better running back. I think they got the better receiving core. I mean, Deontay Johnson's not going to play, so. There's a lot of factors in there that don't really point in the Steelers' favor. Yeah. And then, I mean, like you said, Ben Ben Roethlisberger is washed, and he's 
he's really a overpaid Chad Pennington right now. So <laughs> I, I think that I'm taking Bengals 24-20. We'll see, man. Uh, hey, before the year is over, we're going to have to have a hard conversation with, with Chris about Daniel Jones versus Joe Burrow. I think Daniel Jones is on that ass, just letting you know. Well, we'll he's also not later. coming off a, a torn ACL, MCL. So That's fair. He didn't That's have fair. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just taking everything I can get. I'm just taking everything I can get because I said I made that Josh Allen prediction. Just, just stay tuned. I do think he's gonna play well in spite of all the BS the Giants, but we'll, we'll get there. It's okay. I mean, it's playing better than Josh Allen, so that's the comparison. Who, right? Daniel? Who? Daniel Jones. He's playing better than Josh Allen right now. That's a fact. Hey, hey I'm, I'm, I am very locked into all this. Just, just, we're gonna wait till the end of the season. We're gonna have a conversation again, and they better not lose to Washington. That stupid team, the the Bills better not lose to Washington. There's a game they would lose. Next one, Tampa Bay at Rams. Some may say this will be a playoff matchup down the road. People are choosing Rams to represent the NFC. Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champs. They're both averaging over 30 points per game, so this should be a high-scoring game. This is a game that typically Stafford does not show up in. Mm -hmm. This game panning out. I got Bucks winning 35-24. I think Stafford's 8 and 67 in games in games against winning against teams with winning records. 8 and 67. I think that was a stat I heard read to me today. I ain't gonna hold you. Stafford's gotten a lot of passes. He's 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 easily the 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 least scrutinized number one overall pick I ever seen in my life in sports. I I would agree with that. And that's fair. That's a fair, but he is super talented on a really good team. And you know what, man, I'm going to pick with my, with my heart and not with logic. Logic says just pick Tom Brady because Tom Brady and that team is rolling and they're playing. Great going against Tom Brady. That's not a huh? shot. <laughs> of you're going against Tom. I'm going to go against Tom here, but, but yo, I think the Rams, if the Rams can hang tight, get a lead late, which is very possible with a well-coached team like them. And they have the best corner. They have the best defensive lineman in, in the league. Why not? I, I don't think it's a crazy pick. And they run the ball. They'll be able to run the clock out. I, I, you don't want to run against that DL, to that DL, the defensive line they have over in Tampa Bay. You want to throw against them. That's the way you're going to beat them because the corners are just not very good. You know, the Bucs are a team that take a lot of chances defensively. They're not, they're not that great. They make splash plays. But they're not great for a sustained 48 minutes of the game. I don't for however long the football game is. They're not sustained for that. I, I don't see how them sustaining great defensive play over a period of time. They make splash plays. Shaq Barrett gets a strip sack. They get a, a, a strip fumble. They get a pick. It's usually a, something like that. Defense has not been anything to write home about this year. So I, I, I like the Rams in this game. I like the Rams in this game. But if they lost, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'll take the Rams because I ain't got nothing on it. So go ahead. Rams, Rams win. 37 to 27. Bob. I mean, like, you can't go against Tom Brady. I'm, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that. You guys, like, 10 points, 11 points spread. I think it's going to be a close game. You know, Tom, he likes to keep it close. So I'm going to say, like, 28, 24. I think Tom's I think Tom's gonna get 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 beat up a little bit in this game. I think Donald's getting to him today. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I think they're gonna get busy. Um, it's gonna be high scoring. I don't see either team really being that day. Oh, we're gonna play lockup B. It's gonna be a 17-14 game. Nah, they still gonna get they gonna get gonna get off still. Well, mm -hmm. One of the teams, I think Stafford's going to struggle, and it will just be back to what I said in the summertime when everybody was, oh, my God, Stafford is on the Rams now. Oh, my gosh. Nice. You can see the difference already with that team, like how much better they are with Stafford than they were with Goff. Stafford's, Stafford's a, a world better than Goff was. I, I, I do think they have a shot, man. They're gonna go to, they, they have a chance to go. They should end up in the Super Bowl. There's no reason why they shouldn't be there. There's no reason. No, the reason is Stafford's going to mess up. He's going to choke in the big in the big time game. We'll we'll next, see about we'll see, we'll see. Next big game for this week three matchup, Monday night, NFC East, terrible division, but 
They always play each other tough. They're on Monday night for a reason. It's probably going to be a thriller, crazy type of game. Eagles have been 0-3 the last three trips to Jerry World, Philly at Dallas, Dak against Hurts. How do y'all see this one going? I'm taking the Eagles, man. Yo, my, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking Hurts. I just rock with Hurts. Like, I really like Hurts a lot. And I hate the Eagles, but I, I really want Hurts to do well. I, it's selfish. I understand that. But I think they're, he's, they have to stop the quarterback run. The Dallas has even ain't been that great. I'm not convinced by Dallas. I'm just not. I'm not a believer. They want to give. They shouldn't have won last weekend. There was a bad. The, the, Herbert was not sacked on that play where where um, Michael Parsons brought him down. It looks like they finally found a place to put Michael Parsons on that defense. Finally, he was not looking good in coverage as a linebacker, but he looks way better as the end. Um, looked really effective. But still, I mean, the defense has improved, sure, but I just don't think they give up a lot of yards. The Chargers should have beaten them. They should be 0-2 today. They're not. It's fine. I think the Eagles will beat them. I think the Eagles are going to – they have, they have, they have Tres, that Tres Watkins is, is fast. He's a burner. They got Devontae Smith. Like, I, I, I like them a lot. I think, I think that they'll be able to win this game as much as it pains me to say. I, if I can have it my way, I, if I can have it my way, they'll, they, they tie. I hope they tie. I hope somehow they tie. That would be the best thing in the world if they could tie. If they tie, then the God loves the Giants. Well, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, everything's leaning in the Eagles' favor. Like, I don't know if Amari Cooper's going to play this week. He's got, you know, bruised ribs, which would leave just CeeDee Lamb out there and Cedric Wilson, who, I mean, he's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, if it's just CeeDee Lamb out there and then a washed-up Zeke Elliott, then who knows? But if if they finally let Tony Tony rock, we might see some fireworks. But Dak might throw him in some. Dak might throw him out the damn game. Dak, they'll, they'll let Dak throw sixty times. They don't care. You know, you know that they'll they'll let Dak come to the rescue and be Superman, or throw him out of a game because you know you know people are not talking about Dak can do that too. Dak can do that too. Dak can throw you out of a game just as much as he can throw you into one. I've seen him do it. The Giants, I've seen him do it against the Giants before. Just saying. We'll Eagles, Eagles win 28-25. I think it'll just be close just because it's in the division, but the Cowboys we're talking about, man, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They decided not to do anything to sure up this offensive line. The defense is still suspect. It's still got holes all in it. I don't know why they won't accept the fact that Zeke is not what Zeke was. Mm-hmm. You could have used him to get something back in return that could help out the team where you actually had needs. Yeah, using Tony Pollard more anyway and pass catching and running. Just a weird what, situation. What, what, is Zeke, what is Zeke here for? Just a pass block? Seems like you. Because that, that's what was mentioned so great when he came out from college. Now, from any other running backs, he can really pass block. He's an expensive pass blocker. I mean, shout out to him. He's eating. He got paid. But mm. I don't know how this works out for Dallas in that regard. I see them losing. I see this being a season where they'll be back in the top 10 for draft picks. But you already know the vibes, though. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace. Yo, I really think 